Nyabe's. Welcome to Charles Nyabe's podcast. Every week, you will encounter the supernatural grace of God through his servant, Apostle Charles Inyaba, and mind-blowing testimonies to boost your faith in God. God bless you for staying with us. Let's delve into today's message. You can imagine what the Lord has been doing just for this week. Just appreciate God. Appreciate God. Appreciate God. Appreciate God. Appreciate God. We have testimonies here. Um, our sister, our sister Angie says that, glory be to God. Today, early in the morning, as I was preparing breakfast, my uncle came around and whilst we were talking, he dashed me some amount of money. Somebody said, dash me some amount of money. You see? Money is oxygen in this life. Money is oxygen. That is a favor of God. Let's celebrate the favor of God upon our sister Angela. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. She actually has a chain of testimony. Say a chain of testimony. You want to tap into this testimony. Bible says that when Jesus was walking in the crowd and the woman touched him, he felt something was taken out of him. And he asked, who touched me? Peter was trying to understand why would you are walking in a crowd, so why are you bothered about somebody touching you? But there is a touch of touches. Praise the Lord. We have... God has touched somebody's heart to do something for our sister Angie once more. Praise the Lord. So she says that just this evening after the funeral, my mom and some visitors were conversing. As the conversation was going on, she had a call from U.S., a guy working on my traveling documents. Family, when I got there, my mom was saying 25th May. She was smiling whilst talking with the man and staring at my face. You see, that's a good news already. Say good news! Yes. So according to her, the documents have been approved. Documents have been approved. Documents have been approved by the grace of God and by the declarations of our Father. The documents have been approved. And our sister will be traveling soon. The, 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 the marvelous thing about it is that everybody needs a DNA report to enter there. But for her, there is no DNA report needed. Praise the Lord! Celebrate grace! Celebrate grace! Just Give a hand offering unto the Lord. Give a hand offering unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want us to celebrate God for another marvelous thing. Another marvelous thing. See, you have not been robbed before, so you don't feel it. Me, I've been robbed before. Actually with knife, but not with a gun. So if you have been robbed before, you understand what it means for God to save you from a robbery. Our brother Dennis appears, shares this testimony to the glory of God and to also celebrate the grace upon our father's life. He says that I thank God for this testimony and I also bless God for the life of our papa. So yesterday at dawn, my uncle was returning from a business trip, but unfortunately his car developed a problem. 
So he left it at a gas station and called his friend to take him home. When he got to his house, there were two armed robbers already there. See, this life, eh? If you are thinking about yourself alone, somebody is still thinking about you. We want to celebrate God for saving our father from armed robbers who had wanted to kill him. The truth is, one of the armed robbers was asked to shoot our dad, the uncle of our brother. But God being so good, the bullet hit the ground. Say, the bullet hit the ground. The bullets that are directed to you will hit the ground in the name of Jesus. And you are secured and saved. Let's celebrate God one more time. Amen. God bless you so much. Amen. I just want to top up to what our sister said. Last Thursday, we were on Zoom and then I slept. Yeah, I, I'm confessing. I better go. I'm confessing. And then our papa kept on calling my name, Junior, Junior, but oh, I was gone. But thanks be to God that I woke up to one testimony that made me cry that dawn. Hear this testimony. Emily, a gentleman here knows her. And then her testimony goes like this. My left ear was deaf for 13 bad, I won't say good, 13 bad years. A beautiful lady who could not hear from the left ear for 13 years. And then the moment I woke up, our papa was declaring, our papa located it, that somebody is on the line who cannot hear from the left ear. And then the lady said, please, it's me, please, it's me. Are you here with me? And then right there, our papa started declaring, but in the name of Jesus. Oh, I said, in the name of Jesus. You are going to hear right now. I said, you are going to hear. And then he prayed for the lady. And then at the spot, the lady said, I can hear. Oh, Jesus, thank you. I want to control myself. I don't want to cry. I was crying when I woke up. 13 years, you cannot hear a lady. So if the guy is saying, I love you. Oh, a queer, I love you. A queer, I say, I love you. Beautiful lady. Now, so I see for 13 years, want now so bonkumo, want to say, this old gentleman can say, a queer, a queer, open us one, a queer, a queer. And so papa I don't want to waste much time right now. We are going to receive. Let me let me add my own. That day, our papa made us pray that may people remember you. Who remember that? It was done. And then there is this friend of mine. The guy has money. He's loaded. But he's very wicked. Oh, yes. The guy should give you one CD. You will never. Oh, I was. He has money. John guy has money. He has bands and everything. Cars. But he will never give me money. And so what, me, I forgot about him. So when we prayed about that, the next day, the guy tested me. 
Can I get your momo line? <laughs> Say divine remembrance. Amen. He said, can I get your momo line? Right then, no, it came. Praf. Amen. And then there are a lot of favors that we have received. We prayed for favor once again. Our papa led us to pray for favor. I remember. And then I went to my cousin's shop. They sell drinks. And then they wanted to go and buy drink at somebody's shop. But the man said, no, I won't sell it to you people. So they came and called me that, oh, all right. Now they were Nemo. Maybe you are the Bemao. When I got there and I told the man, the man asked, how many do you want? I said, I want 50. He said, give me money. I'm coming. The amazing, amazing part is the man, he has money already. So it's not that people come and buy 300, 400, 50. You are just coming to brush the money. He took the money and then I went for Aboboya to come and pick the staff. And then the place that the Aboboya was supposed to pass, there were cars parked there. The man said, oh, city, I'm coming. He went straight to the people and said, please let the Aboboya come stand up from there. <laughs> Amen. The man actually led the Aboboya to come and stand in front, in front of his shop. And then helped me pack the calipos in the car. And then said, may God bless you. Bye-bye. This man. Amen. Me, I'm a testimony. Me, I am a testimony. Amen. To the glory of God. Amen. I thank God so much for my life. Papa kept on declaring over my life. Junior, your business will never die. Your business will never die. Your business will never die. Sometimes the devil will make you think it is dead and gone. But I'm telling you, by the word of the man of God, it will never die. To the glory of God. And then, by the words of our papa, where I was able to raise that amount of money alone. When I was there, I was crying. Yes, who am I to get this an amount of money to purchase a So, but who would say, motor be see what? Very soon, we will be packing our cars. Shall we receive the administration from Ofosuima? Shall we welcome her once again? Amen. Shall we celebrate God? And please, shall we celebrate our Father Apostle Charles Nyava? He has been a blessing to all of us here. I was always thinking, how does God use this man to bless us? And then I was reading something in my Bible, and I saw that those who love God, eyes have not seen, nor ears have ever heard what he would do with their lives. So no wonder our Father is so blessed. Papa, God bless you so much. So as I'm standing here, please... I'm not here to minister to you a song, but then to minister the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and our Father God Almighty to all of us here. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. No, Jesus, you're the center, and everything revolves around you. Jesus, you, Jesus, be the center of my life, Jesus, be the center of my life, from beginning to the it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. And nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center. And everything revolves around you, Jesus, you, matters, nothing in this world will do, no, Jesus, you're the center. Savior of the world, oh, 
the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. No, Jesus is the sender. Jesus, you're the sender. And everything revolves around you. Amen. What are we saying to our man of God? Amen. So at this moment, I want us to be on our feet. The Bible says that we should give honor to whom honor is due. And then I think it is a best place for us to honor the person who is about preaching, who is about blessing us. And then I deem it so great honor and then privilege to introduce the man of God, the apostle of the house, the bishop of the house, to come and bless your life. I want you to clap. I want you to shout and scream to welcome the bishop of the house. That is Apostle Charles in Amen. And lift up your hands to Jesus with your eyes closed and begin a blessing. Just lift up your hands. You know, anytime you lift up your hands, it's a sign that, Lord, I have not come to a man, but I've come to you. Anytime you go to a hospital, there is an expectation you have or you hope to get from the doctor. But there is a higher than the doctor here. That as your hands are raised to him, he's about to raise you up. Just connect your heart and begin to thank him. Thank him. Just thank him. Bless him. Bless him. God has begun a good work in us. And he, he's about to bring it to unexpected. Just thank him. Thank him. Blessing for your life. Some of you, you travel to and fro. It's been God. It's been by the grace of God. It's been by the message of God. And we want to thank him. We want to bless him. We want to say, Father, we thank you for such a wonderful opportunity to come and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, to be renewed, to be empowered, 
to be anointed, to be delivered, to be blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, thank you. I bless you for your holy angels. Can you wave to Jesus? And let's welcome your angel. How you welcome them will determine how they will minister to your life. There are going to be miracles, signs and wonders in the atmosphere. Just connect your heart. Because there is a Jesus in. The Lord is healing a boil in a left armpit. Yeah. He's healing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, what do we say to Jesus? Clap your hands and have your seat. Amen. Let's welcome... Oh, let's, let's give a clap of run to Jesus. Look at somebody and tell the person, it's good to be in the house of God. Hey, David said that I may dwell. Listen, when you build a house, they have a secret place for God. Most of you, when you build a house, oh, I want a pool, I want a pool. I want this, I want that. But none of you always think about having a secret place for God. That's why you're not, you don't even have a land yet. You see, what you think about will determine how God also thinks towards you. What did I preach about? And how many of you feel it was so powerful that you need to make the right decisions for your life? And I, and I said that to make decisions, you must consider many things before you arrive at a decision. Many people entered into relationships without thinking. Many people bought things without thinking. But before... You see, God can ne ne never blame God for the decisions you made because you never prayed him into it before you made them. Can I repeat it? Never blame God for the decisions you make because you never involved him when you were making them. Many of our parents are suffering from decisions they made. Many of our fathers are suffering. They wished... Now, if I bring a father figure here, they will begin to... I'm trying to recap so that some of you will be blessed. You can have a seat in the presence of the Lord. Genesis chapter 15, verse 19. I want to talk about one understand the Lord said, address this issue before you. Amen. Most of our mothers wish time would rewind so that they can make certain decisions. Our father is here. He's also from Italy. How many of you, whenever you talk to your parents, they, they feel like they wish they had not made certain decisions for their life? How many of you have spoken to your mother and she was like, I wish I had done this earlier in my life. I wish I had done this earlier in my life. I wish I had done. How many of you have spoken to your parents? Did they have you spoken to your mother before? You don't discuss life with them. Discuss. So that, you see, let me tell you the truth. How, can I teach you how to correct mistakes in your life? Can I teach you? Look into the life of your parents and look at their mistakes. You are bound to repeat them. Can I repeat it? Any mistake your father has committed now, you are bound to repeat it because he gave birth to you. That anointing of that mistake is upon him. If you don't start seeing them and start correcting them, automatically you see yourself repeating them. So that's why, yes, last week the Lord led me to teach about the power of decision-making. And as young people, it is very advantageous for you to make the right decisions for your life. And that's what tonight the Lord said, teach them how to bring the power of poverty. Yeah? Amen. It's a decision. Do you know poverty is a decision? 
God has presented to us the decision to be rich and the decision to be poor. Now, when you read the book of Genesis chapter 12, the Bible talks about the fact that the Lord appeared to Abraham and the Lord said to Abraham, I have come to make you rich, but the decision is in your hands. Say decision. So you realize that what I'm teaching, what, what I'm about to teach about is you really connected to what I thought about last week. And I prayed that, how many of you prayed about decisions last week? I mean, throughout the week. Most of you, when you preach, you don't, you don't travel with the word. And that's why your life is never, the Bible says, the word did not benefit them because they didn't mess it with faith. What do you think? Say amen. Come on, I can't hear you. Say amen. amen. Don't look outside. Say amen. amen. And the Lord appeared, Genesis chapter 12, the Lord appeared to Abraham. Can we go to Genesis chapter 12? Now I'm going to show you, you must make a decision. And that is why somebody can just make up a reason to go to Esakawa. Okay, Drusso. And when you get there, they tell you, you have to sacrifice your mother. That means the, the power for wealth is there. But you must make a decision whether you want to or not. And most believers think being prosperous is automatic. It is, it is not, it's never true. God said, I wish. He's wishing. That means if God is wishing, that means you must also partner with the wish of God for it to become a reality. Anything God has ever promised every child of God is not bound to happen until you are bound to make it happen. Can I preach to somebody? So some of us, the reason why most people die without the fulfillment of, you see, now we are, we are in the dispensation of the prophetic. But there is one thing that is stopping the move of the prophetic. is because we are taught how to receive, but we are not taught how to manifest it. So there are so many prophets abounding in our, now in the days of old, God will raise only one prophet and we see manifestations. In our days, there are so many prophets, there are so many men of God, yet few manifestations. Why? We have not been taught how to manifest everywhere God speaks. Am I preaching to somebody? Please, listen to me. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Some of you were, you, I, listen, thank God God has given you a shepherd like Charles Nyaba. I'm not bragging, but let me tell you the truth. Now, watch this. Please look at the screens. If you're not writing, I don't know why you came for church. You must write. God brought Moses up to the mountains for 40 days and God told him to write. You must be writing. Because you can't remember everything I'm telling you. Now, for the, say the word of God. Church, come on. Say the word of God. For the word of God is... Come on, church. Is... I don't like the real Is... So that means the word of God is not dead. It is living. For the word is God. For the word of God is and and then penetrating. So that means that you must pay much attention to the word of God than any other thing. Than any other thing. When you go to a place where the word of God is less preached, you will, you will die because the word of God is living. So that means where the word of God is scarce, death is operating. Francis, I'm not, I'm not making sense. Where you go to a place, that's why even when we meet at the botanical gardens, I preach the word. And then after we stand upon the word and we pray. For the word, that's why sometimes you come into a service, the man of God is preaching and there is an active word moving in your body. Why? The word of God is living and effective. There is no tablet effective than the word of God. Makurasata. Hey, 
any sickness you are sick of in life, whether it be in financial sickness, whether it be in academical sickness, whether it be in any kind of sickness, there is an effective tablet. That is the word of God. You are a nurse. You are a nurse, right? But you have pains in your leg. You have been taking tablet. Is it healing you? Because you have not been taking the right tablet. For the word of God is active. And sharper than any two edges one, penetrating as far as dividing the soul. Do you know what the soul is? The mind. So that means that when the word of God is preached, when you have the mindset of a failure, when the word of God comes, it separates that failure from your mind. I don't like the way you are celebrating Jesus. For the word of God is active and sharp. There is no sharp. The word of God is even sharper than angels. I'm telling you. For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any two. It just what? Penetrating. Penetrating. So that means that no matter where the sickness is hiding, as I am preaching, there is a word penetrating. Hey, 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 hey. There is a word penetrating. Let the word of God penetrate. Penetrating and divide the soul, the spirit, and the joint and the marrow. So that means that the man of God doesn't need to come to you and lay hands. But the word of God knows what. Listen, I'm a man of God, I'm limited, but the word of God is limitless. So that means that as you come to church, you must be hungry. What is God saying through His word? And that is why tonight I present to you another bread from God. So that's what the Bible says a man shall not live alone by the bread, but anywhere that comes out of the mouth of God. You are coming alive. I love you. You are coming alive. Princess, are you getting me? Yeah. For that's why tonight I want you to pay attention, my dear, Manaya, to the word of God. As this man of God is preaching, you see, when you pay attention, there is direction. Because the word of God is always looking for who to direct. But the moment you pay less attention to the word, there is less attention to your life. So that is why many thousands of people will be following Jesus or so forth. But few of them had an encounter with him. He was the manifest word, but few people paid attention because they didn't know how to touch the word. So your attention is very important when it comes to the word of God. Pay attention. Forget about the problem. As I'm preaching, a solution will come. As I'm preaching, angels are touching people. As I'm preaching, many things are happening here. Yeah. Lord for Jesus. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. And the Lord said to Abraham, go out. Now the Lord appeared to Abraham in the city. And God said, Abraham, I want to change your life. But the decision is in your hands. Tell someone the decision is in your hands. You remaining a failure, you can never blame God. Anybody, nobody can blame God because anything that can make you has already been provided by God. Already. That's what Paul said. I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. So that means that until your eyes are enlightened, you can never see what God has already brought. Until your eyes are enlightened, you may never know what God has already provided through his life of the word. The mirror of the word. Please, if you come to this auditorium, the only way you can have hope is the word of God. The word of God. Why? The world is sinking. People are dying. And their only hope is the word of God. And it's not just any word of... Listen, it's not just any word of God. It's the word that comes from God. 
Give the Lord a shout. We are breaking barriers. Give the Lord a shout. As you are shouting, there is a seat in the church. There is a seat in the church. There is a seat in the church. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. Now tell somebody, there is a way to break poverty. There is a way to break poverty. And I'm about to show you the way. Now let's go quickly into the word of the Lord. Now, what is poverty? Before you address any issue, you must know what that issue is. Now, what is poverty? Now, poverty is a curse. First thing, poverty, unya, is a curse. This morning, I started writing that. You must be a writer. Tata, say Tata writer. And yes, God will be saying a lot of things that you mess up. That's why when you go to hospital, doctors do not just say the things because when you talk about it, so they write it to you. Amen. Say poverty is a curse. Now, poverty is a curse and it stagnates destiny. Poverty is a curse. And it stagnates destiny. It makes one's life very frustrating. And it dishonors the honorable. You can be very honorable, but because of the lack of money or resources to make your life honorable, you become very frustrated. And how many of you have met ladies who are very beautiful, but because of the lack of money, they are sleeping with men? So first, poverty can turn a beautiful, intelligent young girl to a frustrating young person. And that is why you must always endlessly desire a key to break that thing. So that you will not trade your integrity for a meal of bread. Many young ladies today can just sleep with a guy for 20 cities. Not because of they don't have 20 cities. Into me. Yeah, I'm telling you. And that is why the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, go out of your land. That means the land in which you are is the reason why you are poor. Go out of it. You see, God was presented to you, the Abraham, do you want to remain poor? And the Lord gave him three keys that if you truly want to break out of poverty, there are three things you must do. Now, God didn't force Abraham, he presented. So that means that prosperity is not forced upon, it is forced, it is rather presented to you. If you want to, you make a decision into it. In as much as God is willing to prosper, there are certain things we must do to partner with God's promises for our lives. Am I talking to somebody? Or am I talking to somebody? So God told him, get out of your land, your relatives, and your fathers, your fathers, come on church, your fathers, to the land I will. Now, did God force him? God told him. So God doesn't force, he tells. Write it. So poverty is a curse. It stagnates destiny. It makes life very frustrating and dishonest the honorable. Francis, you can say young talented guy, but because of poverty, they begin to steal. Many young guys are very intelligent, but because they don't have the access to certain things, they are stealing. Church, you must break it from your generation. I don't, I didn't, I don't like your amen. Now, I want to give you a background of how poverty came about through the Bible. So, poverty now, it started from the Bible. God blessed man from the beginning. 
God didn't curse man. God blessed man from the beginning. God is always desiring that you and I would be prosperous. Say prosperity. Because the God who created you in his image and likeness is not a poor God. Now, if you are created in his image and likeness, it means there must be something about you that reflects the glory of God. But when God made Adam and Eve, so when God made Wilfred in his image and likeness, God made him so glorious like God himself. So Adam and Eve were reflecting the glory of God in the garden. Everything about Adam and, about Adam and Eve were suddenly like God. Everything about them. The way they spoke, the way they talked, the way they appeared. Because God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. So everything about God was indebted in Abraham. It was like an impartation. Say impartation. So God created man in his image and he created him in the image of God. And he created the male and continue. And God, church, and God, so that means that God desires you to be blessed, not to be cursed. Mr. what do you think? God has made us to be blessed. God wants you to be blessed in your family, in your finances, in your relationship. Everything that concerns you, God's desire is that you must be blessed. So in the beginning, after God made man, God blessed man. So that means before your father proposed to your mother to impregnate your mother for you to come alive, God has already pronounced a blessing. Say but. So never think, hey, shut up, say shut up. Stop complaining and start looking for light. Complaining does not solve issues. It is light that solves darkness. Any man who continually complains will continually walk in darkness. The only battle acts against darkness is light. And the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness could not so the only antidote for darkness is light. Say light. And the light is the word of the Lord. And God blessed Akosi Redu. And God said to Akosi Redu, Be, come on church, be, and, 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 look at the blessings God began to pronounce. Oti. So this is God's intention after creating me. That Michael will be fruitful. You will multiply and you would what? Fill the earth and subdue it. You enter into your workplace, you are subduing everywhere. In your relationship, you are subduing everywhere. So this is God's intention for his people. Poverty will make you frustrated. It will frustrate your life. If you see somebody using iPhone 12, just come around. Who needs can try? Do you know people who don't have money are the people who speak against those who have people? And they do this. If they get money, their life they will live. Eh? Hey! When you don't have a prayer for you, don't speak against it. Say, hey, hey, do this, do this, do this. Say, out. Hey, say that demon out. Hey, hey, say, out, out. Obi Yusu iPhone 12. The truth is, I'm praying for it also. It makes life easy. Money, never hate money. Do you know that you can be poor to the point that the devil may think that being too much prosperous is bad? 
Why is it when I start preaching the time runs for life? And God blessed them. And God said to them, and God said to precious and princess, God said to Sylvia. Listen, whenever you read the Bible, put your name there. Because the other and even more, you are the one reading it. Personalize it, my brother. And God said to them, be fruitful. So God's intention for us as the whole boy church is that we must be fruitful. Stop thinking poverty mentality. Hey! Read the Bible and know what God has said and enforce it. Go for it. And God bless them. God said, be fruitful and multiply. Rule the fish. Even the fish were responding to the prosperity of Adam. The fish. Responded to Rule the fish. The best. Anthropia. Uh, double, double. They were all responding to the prosperity. Listen. When you are rich, eh, everything responds to you. Do you know there are some poor dogs in your area? But I'm rich. I can talk to them. Hey, puppy. Money talks. Money talks. Oh, have you ever entered into a rich man's house and he said, hey, doggy, stop that. And they oh. But there is an area I don't want to mention. It's not from K. Hey! Come and you know. Who plus? Poverty has even affected the dogs in your area. But after today, your poverty is broken. The power of poverty is broken. It is broken. Now the Lord just said to me, do you know why poverty is a power? Because blessing is also a power. And God bless them. Don't forget, God is a spirit. So the opposite of poverty may probably be a curse. And it is. And God bless them. Now how did poverty arrive? Where did it at all come from? Say, hey, Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. Poverty came down. Listen, poverty came to man when man disobeyed God. Simple. That's why it's very needful for you to always obey anything God lays on your heart to do. Obey. Your normal, listen, your number one way to prosperity is not prayer, it's obedience. Now, if you're working in a company and your boss tells you come at 8, 8 a.m., don't go to a botanical gardens to pray for promotion. Your promotion is connected to the obedience of your boss. If your boss tells you come at 8 a.m., the more you continually come at 8 a.m., you gain favor before his eyes. No, even if he's an atheist, he will favor you. Why? You are obeying the principles of what? Honor. You are obeying the principles of promotion. And the principle of promotion is connected to a law or a law. When you break that law, I'm telling you, no amount of prayer can amend the law. No one to break and amend the law. So the Lord blessed them. They were working in the blessings of God. And the Lord said that the Lord gave them one thing to shield them from entering into poverty. So no matter how you pray, if you break God's law, automatically you continue working in poverty. And one of God's greatest law to humanity is, obey, is, is to obey. You must learn to be an obedient child. You must learn to be an obedient child of God. We are, we are in a dispensation where people disobey God more than, people don't fear God, they fear their bosses more than God. And also, people who, who are in a certain department in church, like for instance, as we started church today, if you truly fear God, you'll be on time. Because some of you, the reason why you don't go to church on time is because you don't fear God, because you don't see Him. But God is a spirit. You need to worship God. You must worship Him in 
And he, but the reason why you fear a boss is because you see him. But there is an invisible God that's bigger than your boss. And he said to Adam, because you have listened to your vice voice and ate from the truth which I commanded you, do not eat from it. God spoke to them. The voice of God led to their prosperity. The voice of Satan led to their poverty. That means that poverty and prosperity is connected to your voice. In other words, who you listen to will determine what you become. Now, as I am preaching, the word of God, I read Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14, that the word of God is active and sharp, dividing ascender the soul. That means that any spirit of disobedience that is in your soul, as I preach the word of God, it is right down to where. Now, which, when it parts your soul into two camps, do not come. Then it's come. Both of you. Mumma. Alright, so this is the soul. Okay, this. I wish one small person can come and stand between them. Be fast, be fast. Be me to them. So, this is the soul of the day, Sika. Okay, this is foolishness. And this is wisdom and prosperity. I am the preacher. The word of God is active and sharp. Give me that scripture. Let me show you why you must always desire the word. And that's why God has brought you here to change your life. Yeah. That's what I said. Your prosperity is connected to your voice. That means if there is nobody there speaking the word, there is no way you can do what? Prosperous. So that's what God made Adam and Eve. He said to them, he spoke words upon them. For the word of God is active and sharp. And living and sharpening, okay, penetrating as far as divide the soul. The soul, the soul means the thought of the man. The thinking pattern of the man. So that means if there is so much foolishness in the man, the moment he comes to church, as I keep preaching, foolishness is what? Delivered. The power of preaching. Now, then he come. Now, he had a problem with disobedience. The more he comes to church, God delivers him from what? Disobedience. And the more God delivers you from disobedience, God launches you to a realm of prosperity. Every step of God's deliverance launches you to a realm of prosperity. Remember this. Every step of God's deliverance launches you to a realm of prosperity. Now, he's in church, but he's smoking. Now, the more, more you know, the more he comes to church and the more the word of God is being preached, the more smoking is delivered. Another guy should come around. Now, he has a problem with stealing. You see, the soul is the man's mind. And that's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 verse 2. The renewal was by the renewal of the mind. So the mind can only be renewed when the word of God is released. So the more he comes, now you see that he's still there. But anytime the word is preached, it is attacking a certain mentality of his mental faculty. For the word of God is active. So God, when he made Adam and Eve, their souls were fresh. So when God spoke the words into them, it made them what? Fruitful. Now, another voice came and said, do not hear God. Do not do this. This is how poverty came. Do not do this. Do not do, do, not do this. Disobey God. And the voice introduced other spirit aside the spirit of God. Go back. And Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. And God said, since you have obeyed the voice that spoke to your wife, these are the cases that will follow. Now, it means that when you obey God more, there are some blessings that backs you up. When you disobey God, there are some blessings, there are some cases that backs you. 
this Christianity work here is so simple when you learn to hear the right word for your life. And he said to Adam, because you listen to your wife's voice, say voice. God deals with voices. And he said to Adam, because you listened, be careful who you listen to. Be very careful. Who are you listening to? What, what, what is on your phone? What music are you listening to? God said, because you listen to your wife's voice and act. So that means when you listen, there is an action that is implanted in you. Anytime, my brother, you listen to anybody, you may not know they are putting in you a different act you never expected. Because you listen to your wife and act. So that means he, she was not willing to eat it until she listened. The music you listen to can make you do things you never expected. Yeah. The music. If I watch your phone, but no. Worldly music. Now, go up. Listen, if the devil didn't tell them the consequence of what they are doing, Satan will never tell the consequence of listening to worldly music. He will let you think it is right. Because when he was speaking to Adam and Eve, he made them think it was right to eat the food. But God had the consequences of what they did. It may look right before you until the consequences follow. There are some circle of friends. God will never prosper you until you come out of them. That's what he told Abraham. Move out of the place. Your own father moved. Genesis, Matthew, Jesus talked about the father. If anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, deny his father and mother, and then that person can be my disciple. So prosperity is not a prayer point. It's a point of obeying what God has said to us in your life. Now, God said, do not eat from it. The ground is church. Now, this is where poverty was introduced. The ground is because of but he was formerly blessed and the land was, the ground was producing fruit for him. But he did something that introduced curses. Nobody just works in curses. If they are introduced by actions. If curses are introduced by actions, then automatically prosperity is also introduced by actions. Yeah. Because you ate the fruit from it, eh? there are some things God has said in the Bible. When you hear preachers, don't do it. You will start suffering. Don't fornicate or somebody fornicating. Don't want to look at this. Don't go to, you see, you may think it's, and the truth is, for some time, you may be enjoying for a while. By the time you realize some things are dying in your life, certain favors you used to have, certain opportunities you have, they begin to die. And you may think it's a normal thing until you come to a point of zero. Ayima, what do you do? And God started cursing them. Your ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by the means of painful labor all the days of your hey, Do you know what God was telling them? At first, you had a sweatless breakthrough. At first, anything you needed, it was provided. But because you disobeyed, now you have to struggle in a painful way before you get it. Do you want life to be very much difficult for you in this way? Then start obeying God, number one, in serving God and loving God. Number two, in being committed to the things of God. Number three, in being pure in the sight of God. Did I mention prayer? No. God delights in obedience than sacrifice. No amount of your giving to God can cancel the words of God. God delights in your obedience to his word than your acts. 
The ground is cursed because of you. And you will eat from it by the means of your painful labor. Do you know what labor means? Do you know what, you know what is labor? A person who works with hard human efforts. But when God was blessing them, did he tell them you're going to, you're going to use human effort to get anything? God took six days to create everything for Adam and Eve. The devil used six seconds to take it from them. Did you get what I just said? God used six days to create Adam and Eve. But the devil used six seconds to take everything God used six days to take it from them. Sin is, sin is very, sin is, is, is an expensive commodity in the spirit. When you buy it, you are just exchanging your life with, with it. You eat from it by the means of your painful. Do you want to struggle before you eat? But when God was blessing them, can you go to the place God was blessing them? God said you are blessed. Be fruitful. Multiply. Even the fish of the sea. Even this. Even that. It was so easy. Why did you just go and eat? You see, that means that there are certain things we have neglected that is costing our life. It was just a fruit they ate. It led them to lose everything God has prepared for them. Fruit would over your mind. Imagine. Brother, it was fruit though. They ate only mango. Or I don't know whether it was mango, guava, or whatever thing it was. They ate it. God was not interested in what they ate. God was interested in the fact that they went as far as to obey him at the expense of their soul. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. That means the earth, when they said, earth, bring mango, earth will just produce mango. So that means anything they wanted, it was at their disposal. Until one day, they came to the point of disobeying God by eating something they thought was normal. Never normalize sin until it normalizes your life. You think sin is normal? God bless them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule the fish of the sea. That, that, that means if they want the fish to eat, they say fish come alive and the fish will come and say roast me. But after they disobey God, go back. And God said, go curse the ground. And said, from henceforth, I gave you free lands to have access to everything. But henceforth, over brass and wedding. That is why till now, our mothers go to town and behold, they don't sell anything because of God, the curse God pronounced of Abraham. Hey, Adam. Bishop, no me bow. How many want to know the key to break this case? Break it before somebody breaks you. So as I preach, foolishness is leaving. Your mind is being renewed. Yeah, that's the power of preaching. I just demonstrated. That's why you don't have to miss Sunday evening services. You don't have to miss it. Because anything, now last week I spoke about the power of decision making. Those who were not here, do you know the power of decision making? Do you know? Oh church, do you know? Good. Now I'm preaching a different thing. If you miss this one, the person who didn't come today has missed it again. Now the next time I come, you realize that they have missed a lot of things that could have delivered from a lot of things. So they end up growing and give birth to their children and they suffer for the main thing because their mother was not there on time to listen to a word that could have delivered them. Joseph was in prison, but a word delivered him from prison. So sometimes when you come to church, the words, I, that's why no matter how far you stay, you must always rush to the church. Because always have it in your mind, there is a word from God to deliver me from the works of Satan. Can I repeat it? There is always a word from God. Yes, last week I preached about decision making. You are blessed. Today I'm talking about the power to break poverty. And I'm explaining to you the, how poverty came about and poverty. How many of you are living a frustrating life? 
Sometimes you have to struggle before you get things. Brazia. Brazia keko. Yeah. Eluka ku kuboru. Ochana wa danfo na no wa fa no abono be okojina suje 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 je je. Hey. Ochana da hangio. Wara fun so ya we brazia as. Now Jimmy ni ba na be ni bra. Me na me san kwasa se no mi chi o demo. How many of friends like that? We be using your mobile number to deal with it. And I'm also now using the deal. We shouldn't be going away. We should die now. We're going to position for us. And the funny thing is, I'm going to be going away. Now we're going to pass. Now that we show, hey, so I didn't make this time back on our own. Who has let's repent? Who has ever done something before? I mean, nobody's repented. You've done something before. God bless you for repenting. Bishop, what do you think? Ah. Do you know why you be down? And look at the case again. You will eat from it by means of painful labor all the days of your life. So your grandfather suffered. Now all the days of your life, check the life there. That means the word is to affect your generations yet of more. All the days of your life. Now, a man appeared to break the curse. There is always a man who must appear to break the curse of the generations. And you are the man I'm talking about. You are the man I am preaching about today. Receive that wisdom to break curses. I said, hey, am I, am I prophesying? And Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2 said, whilst he was speaking, the spirit entered into me. So that means impartation comes by you paying attention to the word. We see wisdom to break curses. We see the power to break curses. It is breaking right now. Shall break. The other time I spoke about squatters. People went into the room. They squatted things. Demons were coming out. Today, God is about to give you the key to break a curse. So now I realize that God cares them. So now poverty is a, is a... Now, what is the definition of a poverty? Before I talk to you about the man who broke the power of what? Curses. Number one, let me give you about five definitions of curses. So in America, now, what I say? You can picture yourself in it. How many have been blessed by the word already? A cursed person is someone who always experienced persistent frustration. You are always frustrated. Academically, we do my own. So nothing is working. You are working hard, but the end result is nothing. Frustrating life. Amen. Then what do you think? So a cursed person will always experience frustration. Frustration. Number two, a cursed person is someone behind and below. While you're behind, you're also below. Oh, my baby gets it. Oh, I missed you. Amen. A cursed person will always experience the spirit of being behind. You're working hard, but you're always behind. You go there on time. Oma meet me every few hours at three a.m. Okodru, Obi ameto, Obi maybe at seven a.m. Never meto na kodi. 
How many of you can testify about these things I'm talking about? And I mean, I mean, what? Obi be simun tem gidi gidi. Obi di meto. There can be a case following the person. One the bearer said, she sat in the car. Hey, five minutes will be on the phone. And she took her mantle. And said, let me work some miracle here. Wave the mantle. Kata la brakata. Five minutes later, the case was broken. People went through the car. Am I lying? Another person also shared a testimony about the mantle. She said, I said, Apostle, I needed to get to a place on time. You see, there must always be a man who carries oil to change the atmosphere that is in that place. God created an atmosphere for Adam and Eve to prosper. When they disobeyed God, there was a different atmosphere that was created. Atmospheres are very important. So I said, number one, a case is what? Always frustrated. Number two, you see, this is a teaching class. So Jesus came to do these two things. He came to preach and teach. So I'm teaching you. Are you not in the best church? Oh, are you not in the best church? Some of you thought you could never make it. But when you come to the Hopeway Center, you come here, it's a center. You come here sick, you live here healed. By the preaching of the word. And as I'm preaching, angels are moving. Angels are moving. Angels are moving. As I say, angels are moving. How many of you are receiving the angels? Angels are moving. Angels are moving. Let them move now. Receive an angelic encounter. Let the angels of God break a chain in your life. So break. Number three, a cursed person is someone who is always persistently rejected and set aside. You're always rejected. You're always being set aside. Oh! You're always rejected. Set aside. From today, that case is broken in your life. It is, let you remember the loudest. A cursed person is constantly assigned to bad options. Your child, they don't do so as a son. So let me talk about wedding. Sometimes they call zero fifteen years old. Only the conqueror na masi. Stop pretending as if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uti uti mi bless mabu robi wedding na sna u diasa siya. Me na ye. Do you know her? Oh, that's my 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 friend way back in SHS. Oh boy. Tino, o cheki. Tama yewe chedi ano dilem u diasa siya. Edu so esasa. One has to this side of you. Me, 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 I change that atmosphere. Danny, meet me for the first. Miss Nede, now my gauge I'm no. We want to do what? Miss, fuck on this. I mean, you know, we don't need them anymore. Yeah, no. No, also, we are kakakana to change. No, they, no, they don't mention kakakana. I said this one is a case. We break it. I said we go and I'm not case here. Hey, we see the power to break cases. Some of you may be laughing over these small things. But what's the day? The child will be so. My uncle will be doing something. In Kayanama, Asiano. 
any power of next time in the name of Jesus as you stretch your hands towards me I stand on this holy altar as you stretch your hands towards me that power is broken it is broken a cursed person encounters bad people what do you think? A cursed person always encounters bad people. The way I encountered my brother six years ago, he tell me, There is somebody smelling magic. Who is that person? The Lord is healing you. You leave your healed. There is an angel healing you. You are the one. Eh? Angels are here. Wave your hands. Angels are here. I'm telling you. Do you know? Angels love, do you know what the Lord said to me this morning? I was talking to one of my sisters and I spoke a word. So, as a man of God, you can be speaking and later you come to realization that no, it was not just you. And the Lord said there are two things that activate. That is activate the one sacrifice I've given. Number one, he said angels love the atmosphere of sacrifice. Number two, and the presence of God is always activated in the place of sacrifice. Angels love the atmosphere. A church that always gives is always a church full of angels. A church that always gives is always a church of what? The presence of God. As I just, an angel just stood there. Yeah. When Gina was taking the testimony, I just saw an angel beside him. Yeah. They are always there. There are keys that activate the spiritual. There are buttons. Any curse that followed you here, it has unfollowed you like Instagram page in the name of Jesus. Do you know Instagram? You can unfollow people and follow people. Today, decide, listen. That's why I said, you, it's, it's your account. You can decide to follow. Now, how to break the curse of poverty? Now, God pronounced the curse upon a man. There must be another man who can change the mind of God to change the announcement of God. Oh, can I, can I say it again? God pronounced the curse on a man. There must be a man who must arise in God's generation. Or in the sight of God, to Nunu God. Who's a Nunu when you're there? That's why many guys make promises when they're having sex. Hey! Hey! Am I preaching good? Guys make promises when they're having sex. Baby, better my message now. I will buy you the world. I will buy you the world. I will buy you the world. Hey! Assembly my own assembly my area. Look at the world. Over time, I'll get. All because of one sweet touch. Oh, baby. Say! So that means that there are some sweet things that can make a man pronounce things. And God is like a man. When you are my son. Now, when you come, we give you keys to Lulu God. And that's what God said. David is a man after my heart. Any man who has a heart has a sweet part of his heart. Hey, you see, 
It can change the body physics. Am I preaching to somebody? Now, who appeared and broke the power of a curse? God cursed her. It affected her until he got to a man called Noah. Say, Noah, 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 Noah. Am I preaching good? So I've explained. For all you know, God has given you the key to break that curse. And that's what God, Mordecai told Esther, for God has brought you for such a time like this. So that means it, at every time, there are men God raised in that time. Never let your time bypass without changing things in your time. Your mother couldn't break it. Vera. Mommy couldn't break it. Your father couldn't break it. Your aunties, did they? You, as, if you are hearing this preaching, it means it is your time to break it. Do you know Noah's father was Lamech? Give me that scripture. Lamech said, I think Genesis chapter 8 or something. Lamech said, do you, know, do you know what Lamech said? Lamech was experiencing the curse. Until he said, when, when, when Noah was born, Lamech said, this my son will bring us rest. They were suffering until Noah was born. And Lamech said, there is something unusual about this baby. That I know that these sufferings we have been suffering about, he carries a key to break it. And indeed, when Noah came, he was the one who changed the mouth of God from the curse he pronounced. In other words, there is nothing walking on earth that can never be changed by a man who has the keys to the mysteries of the kingdom. That's what Jesus told the disciples. To you, it has been given to you the mysteries of the kingdom. So, please, don't, don't trivialize the things I teach here. If you come, you don't think, oh, me call fellowship. And your fellowship, follow them. Your pack is on. Are you are are at the pack? I am God. Listen, one day, some years ago, and a friend of mine was doing a flyer for me. And he did a flyer and he said, what, what, what should I write under? I didn't know. When I entered my room and I came back, the Lord said to me, tell him to write, changing lives, raising a generation. That means that I will bring you people and after I bring them to you, you change their life and that life will raise a generation. So that means that I am not just preaching to you, but I'm preaching to your generations unborn. That means any anointing that comes upon you, it affects everybody connected to you. Receive that anointing today. Receive that anointing today. Shall I receive it? And he named him Noah, saying, this one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our... Hey, church, read it. Stop browsing and start thinking through the word. Who browse it two years in Bible? And he named him Noah and saying, This one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our. And God told Adam and Eve, You labor. So that means Lamech also suffered from the curse. And listen, agonizing labor of your hands, caused by the, that, that has been caused by the ground the Lord has. So Abraham and Eve died. Noah was still suffering from the case. So Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, they were still suffering from the case until Noah are. And he said, this one will bring us relief. That means there are men. God raised. And when God raises them, God anoints them to erase negativity. Huh? Listen. When the first thing say, no, you are the one. 
Noah was a child, yet the father knew that this child would bring. He said, the father was humble enough to know that my son is able to bring us with him. Did they never think it is somebody else? You are the one God wants to raise. Poverty must end in your generation. It must end. That cycle, it affected your senior brothers and your aunties. And it looks like it wants to manifest itself in your life. That is how God is giving you keys today. To shut and open and close the door. How to break the curse. In Genesis chapter 8 to 20 and verse 22. Noah broke the curse God placed upon them. And Noah brought back the blessings God, broke, God placed upon man. Noah was a man who was able to break the curse God placed upon man and returned the blessing God placed upon a man. Men have the ability to change the affairs of man when they know the heart of God. <laughs> Write it, please. And you can, listen, you can never say them. God has spoken once, but twice have we that all power, faith coming by, and <laughs> Anytime I'm praying, I'm listening to a message. Anytime. Ask him, man. You never come to my room without anything playing. Because my spirit must be fed. You know, so you know, you know, you know, you you so if nothing is playing on your phone, through your phone, through your room, I'm telling you, Satan will enter into you. God left Adam and Eve for 30 seconds. The devil came and also spoke to them. Be playing your messages. You are working one earphone on one, listening to customers, one listening to God. So that when you are listening to God, God can tell this is your destiny helper. Many of us have missed our destiny helpers because we couldn't descend the voice of God. God brought them and we couldn't descend that this is a helper. Genesis chapter 18, the Bible says, and the three men were coming. Abraham rose up and met them. Their foot were dirty, but in their spirit, Abraham realized that this was not just normal men. Even as much as they are carrying dirty foot in the realms of the spirit, they were golden people. Aha! Say breaking curses. Do you know why Satan doesn't want many Christians to give? He knows the key. The reason why it is always very difficult to give that 50 cities to God in an exchange for 5,000 cities because the devil will always make you think that 50 cities is 50 million. But the moment you leave church, you can use that 50 cities to buy shawarma. But you couldn't place it on the altar for your life to change. I'm about to preach. Breaking cases is always a decision you must make. God will never make it for you. God will rather preserve it at the table for you to deliberate. But you must make the decision. Then Noah built an. The Bible says, Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. So, as we are talking, something is entering to you and it's changing your tongue. Then Charles built an altar to the. Now, do you know some of you have built an altar to yourself? Can I show you how? The phone you are carrying. Let me say this again. If the phone you are carrying, if I'm carrying this phone and the phone is worth 1,005, and my altar. Has never received 1005. The phone is my order. If you are carrying anything that is much expensive, that your altar has never, your altar before God has never received, no, you are being deceived. That's what David said. I will never give to God that which does not cost me. So that means anything you could give to God must cost you so you can have God's kingdom come into your life. 
You are holding a phone worth 2,000, but your altar. David, Noah built an altar today. Now, many of you have built an altar to your boyfriends. Foolish girl. I said, foolish girl. Am I putting? You need a shepherd to end us of what you have in his own day. Hey! Maybe be a you need a shepherd who carries a rod and a staff. The rod is to correct you, the staff is to comfort you. Send me preaching me, come here. Masaka, you're a foolish guy. I don't know, but there's a foolish guy. There's a foolish guy. You are building an altar to a guy who can break your heart in two seconds. Noah built an altar to the Lord. To the Lord means there are altars you can build to men. You are committed to your boss at work, but you're not committed to your God in church. That is an altar. So if you are sick, go to your boss and say, Boss, what's happening? Oh, you're a worker. Oh, you're an engineer. Oh, but you're a chassier. That's a yard. Okay. I'm sorry, Yari. But when you're running, like it's time for church, you're a singer, you're a dancer. When you're running, that's what the Bible says. When the angels in the days of Lot, when Lot was delayed, an angel entered with speed and brought him out with speed. That means in the rest of this way, angels don't waste time. If we're a worker and you waste time, you're wasting your own angels from what? Ministry to you. Many people don't know this revelation. So when I saw the Lord said, that's why I, I went into my Bible. And the Lord said, show them that scripture. Because many people, when somebody was coming, he was just walking as if he was just coming to a normal place. Revelation. You are a worker for God. Noah and his family were delaying God. And the angels got angry. Genesis chapter 19 verse 15. Let me just chip in this. The angels got angry. They entered and brought him out to speed. God has no waste time. Well, the for take your time or check your time or they won't check it because they think that they are coming for you. But always now, anytime we, we say we are meeting at 12, there are angels assigned to that time. Yes, I so bad. And at the crack, now look at this. At the crack of dawn, the angels urged Lord. On. Get up. Take your wife and your two daughters who are who are here. Or you or you will be. You see, Lord, it was a normal thing for Lord to wake up late. But angels work at dawn. This is one of those areas you can know that angels work at dawn. Where's the school of the day? And angels said, Tell it, wake up. Some of you, how many of you were there and then at dawn? Something told you to wake up and pray. It was an angel talking to you. But and now you were dead or dumb. You are sleeping away your destiny. And that, and or you be swept away in the punishment of the city. So that means that your inability to, devoid, to discern the voice of God will cause you to be swept away by the wind that is blowing in the world. Verse 16. But he hesitated. You see, that's the, the life of many people here. After an angel with their very face, with their glorious face, spoke to Lot. After they spoke, look at, but he hesitated. After Charles speaking to Bakusu, he hesitated. After Charles speaking to Danny, he hesitated. After Charles speaking to Chidi, he hesitated. You see, every department should hear this word. Your hesitation can cause you to be swept away by a demon. Things of the spirit are very sensitive. They hesitated. So sometimes your shepherd can be speaking to you, 
your hesitation will cause your downfall. Come to church member. But when your problem at 2 a.m. now, friend, friend, they will call. You see, he has stayed there. So, because of the Lord's compassion for him, the men grabbed him. Now, look at what the age is moving forward. So, sometimes when your shepherd is angry, understand that it is the nature of God. The men did what? Grabbed him, his son, his wife's hand, his, the hands of the two daughters, and they brought them out. You see, I am preaching to bring you out of poverty. That's why I'm not happy with certain things. They brought them out. Because if they are delayed, they would have been swept away. So sometimes if a shepherd is talking to you, he's speaking you out of you being swept away. Humble yourself and listen. We are meeting at four. Come at four. We'll come at the time you want. You'll be swept away. Because there is an angel waiting. But do you know what delivered them? The compassion of God. The Bible said, and because the Lord's compassion for the angels grabbed them and brought them out. And left them outside the city. Verse 17. And as soon as, now look at this. And as soon as the angels got them outside the city, one of them said, run for your lives. The things of the spirit are very, you must apply agency. You are a worker, you come when you want. You do know the danger that is impending over you. They're telling you things. You don't know what is happening in the spirit. And there are so many Christians, they wait for things to happen before they come to a man who to pray for them. When they could have avoided it. The angel spoke to them. They hesitated. You are here. You are a worker here. I am preaching to you. You are a member. I am preaching to you. Don't hesitate. You become a worker. And that is what most of us miss our angels. Anytime I'm praying, when an angel and the Lord appear in my room, I know. And I know what to do in my room to position myself for an encounter. God told Abraham, move to the mountains. When he goes to the mountains, God didn't just tell him to sacrifice at any place. God told him, sacrifice at the place, I will tell you. So in as much as you are coming to church, there is a certain time God has already prepared that you must come. When you beat that, I'm you might be in church, but you are broken that principle on your spirit. I will say, you getting me? The angels, now as soon as the angels got them outside. One of them said, again, but you have already brought us outside. Why are you telling us to run? That means that there's distraction that is coming in. If you don't advance your steps in the spirit, it can even catch up to you. Run for your lives. Do not look back. And don't stop anywhere on the plane. Run to the mountains. But you got us out. Why are you telling us to run to the mountains again? Please, when you come to church and God gives you a good shepherd, and he preaches to you. Don't wait till something happens. That is the dispensation of Christians we are raising today. They wait for things to happen and they rush to a man of God. We organize press. You won't join the Zoom. We organize midnight press. You won't join. We organize that press. You won't join. When something happens, you now come to me to pray for you. I'm an emergency battery. So you have the eyes to sleep, but you don't have the eyes to stay awake. The men in the ambulance. I'm preaching to you. You must learn to discipline yourself in alignment with God's will for your life. If you truly want to see change, you must change yourself. If you're a worker, you, you, we said we must be here one hour before time. You came here one hour late. You have delayed things 10 years ahead of your life. And now in the spirit there, you may think in the spirit, one second is one second. It's not true. In the spirit, one second can be time. That's what about a thousand years can be a day before the Lord. And a day can be like a thousand years. So that means your, your day you may think you've missed a day for service, but before God, you've missed a thousand years of your life. 
So don't change. Don't change. Humble yourself. When we say we are meeting at five, come here. Participate in the praise and worship. Participate in the dance. You may never know which one can work for you. Not only when I'm preaching, it is when the service begins. God begins. Jesus was following his people. The, the thousands of people were following him. They all left him. Genesis chapter 6, verse 66. Jesus never pursued them because he knew that there was a time coming. They all bowed down before him and claimed that you are Lord. And out of the thousands, 12th state, when the 12th state, their life changed by the words of their master. So one way to benefit from the ministry of a shepherd is to obey his words, he says to you. Very said, but I told them to come. They wait for something bad to happen before they come to you and say, Apostle, pray for us. Meanwhile, anything you are telling me to pray about, I've already told you the solution to it. But your negligence to it has caused you whatever you're going through. So your greatest advantage in this ministry or in this family is to always obey the instructions I give you. Never see me as a normal person. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good? He couldn't do good until God anointed him. So I can't do whatever I'm doing until God anoints me. You come here as an anointed. And that anointing has been sent to change your life. Now, your life can only be changed when you submit to it. Submission, obedience, co commitment, consistency. You don't miss any service. When it is two and you are not here, you are even Why? Because you are missing something. Else. Am I making sense? And a girl, 13 years, deaf in one, she couldn't hear anything on the Zoom. Ask my people, we went to see a French church. I wanted to go and learn something from my church. We went there. We arrived in my room exactly 12. Ask them, we went to the Zoom live. Oh, we joined the Zoom live. Then until free, a van decided, and you know, bear 10 level. That's what we started walking, 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 and we joined the Zoom whilst we were walking. You see, when God sees such a heart, there is no way he won't bless you. And I said, there is a lady, you can't hear from your right ear. The angel of the Lord is touching you. The lady, I asked her, can you hear? She said, no, unless I hear from the left ear. I said, God is opening the ear. 13 years of not hearing, deafness in the left ear. It opened by the word of the shepherd. So if you are here, you are listening to me. Never, listen, never take for granted your, your opportunity. It's a privilege for you to be part. Can I teach you the, 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 the mystery of breaking poverty? As I'm going to Genesis chapter 8. Noah broke the curse of poverty by raising an altar. Genesis chapter 8 verse 20 to 22. Now, Noah is about to break the curse. How many want to be the Noah of your generation? You want to break things? Yeah. Barbara, it's good to see you. Now, there is somebody here. You have a problem with your urine now. You... Like, you have a problem urinating. I don't know whether you can't control it or there is a problem with the urine. As I'm talking, an angel is healing you now. You bought a moto. You thought, you, what do you know how, how you bought Christ? It's a, it's, a, it's a miracle. The money, how it came. You see, when God is involved, you can never predict how the sources are coming. Until, until God is involved, you can always predict. But when God is involved, you can never predict. Because God is a miracle working God. A miracle is, is God's special intervention in the affairs of man. When God steps in, laws are suspended. Nature is suspended. Vera, one day I was preaching, I turned to and I said, you buy a car. No, no, in that dream. That day, she had a dream that she was driving. That day, she was discussing the matter about a car. Yeah. Companies are springing out in the name of Jesus. I said, let me, let me declare. Businesswomen are springing up. Companies.
penis are springing out. Your life is springing out. You are breaking that limit in the name of Jesus. Now, how did Noah break that poverty? Now, Noah built an altar. Say an altar. Seeker, you must build an altar. Many of us have built altars in fashion. You buy everything you see. Just say, I'm far for this over top. You are building an altar. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. He took some of every clean animal. That part is also very important. You don't just give anything to God. You must give something valuable to God. We are giving church. We give. We will give and give and give and plus it. If God made Abraham give his son, won't God tell you to give your girlfriend? Hey, hey, hey. You will give JC Kakakalosata. You will give that boy. Then Noah built an altar. Then Charles built an altar. To, do you know demons have, listen, any man who can have an empowerment over you, the empowerment is as a result of their altar being powerful than yours. That is why people in life, eh, let me tell you something, nobody rise by chance. The guy, Pisa man, you may think it is a normal thing. It is said that he's been backed by God or backed by Satan. And for all you know, maybe for all you know, he may, be, he may not be prayerful as you see, but there is an altar he's building by giving things to people. He may be a giver. Maybe for all you know, his auntie has built an altar, his grandmother has built an altar, and it is speaking for him. He may not be giving, but anytime he gives money to his mother, the mother takes part of it and puts it on altar. So it is speaking for him. So no matter where you take his picture to, there is a greater altar speaking for him. The Lord built an altar to the Lord, and he took some of, he said, don't chop all the money, take some and give it to God. Every month, you are doing something. You are buying something for the church. This flash when somebody bought it. This time, somebody bought it. There are so many things that people, somebody bought it. So as I'm working on it, the person's life can never be down. Why? It is an altar. And Noah built an altar of every kind of clean animal and every kind of clean bed and offered it as a burnt offering on the altar. Don't offer your things to, listen, let me say this. Let me offend you. Don't give your money to roadside people thinking that you are, you are building an altar. Where did Noah offer the sacrifice? Go back. Where? On the, of the Lord. The first place you must engage your giving is the church, not outside. Because the poor people cannot bless you. <laughs> the less is blessed of the better. Is the poor person a, a, a better person to bless you? The first place to be blessed is to be blessed by a man anointed by God. Noah built an altar. And now look at what God is going to do. Look at God's reaction. Some of you think whenever you give to God, nothing happens in the spirit. When Noah gave an animal to God, look at what God did. Now verse 21. And when the Lord smelled, God didn't eat it. He smelled it. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, pleasing aroma. So that means there are aromas that are not pleasing. So that means anything, before you drop anything, ask yourself, is it going to be pleasing and acceptable? When Noah dropped, when the Lord smelled the aroma, he said to himself, I will never again. And are you reading it? Breaking poverty is not a prayer point. It's a giving point. Patterson, be it, I'm telling you, if you want to be there, be a dangerous giver. Especially in church. 
Give. Don't let anybody know you are giving. Just give. Maybe there is something in this church. It's not here. Just, just drop it. I've done it. The God who sees in secret will reward you openly. There is always an open reward for the secret things you do. When Noah gave an offering, it pleased God. That's your offering, please God. Listen, let this spirit enter into you. Be a strange giver. Break certain limits by your giving. I can see. Give until a point you have given your like. Let God know you are you are dead. You are, you are, you are crazy. This lady joined the praying family. Since I joined the praying family, my father has been enjoying contract worth million of dollars. Spiritual things, eh? I will never just call you because I want you to be called. Anytime I'm called, I tell, I talk to you this. Anytime I'm not God is leading and he stands with you and he touches you, that means God wants him to touch you. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So if I walk to you and I'm sitting and I'm declaring now, receive lifting in the name of Jesus. When the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, he said to himself, one thing that can change God's mind is number one, when you obey him, number two, when you sacrifice to him. Because number one, Noah was a righteous man. Number two, he was a giver. When the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, he said to himself, I will never again the limit. You see how Noah broke it? Did he break it by prayer? Was it by prayer? He gave an offering. Emptied himself. Do you know by then, can I show you one of the secrets? The time Noah gave, he didn't have anything. The only thing he had was what God told him to feed himself. But the man was so generous to the, he was so wise to the sinner. In the 40 days in the ark, he never spent all, he reserved some. Knowing that when God brings him out, he must offer a burnt offering. You eat or you would eat your life. In the sky, they say, Oh, they will lose. I want to see a brain and then I must spoil what? Match was a middle. Eh? What's that? I said, Match was a middle. Oh, Match was a middle. Did you open it? Oh, yeah. Who's the one? One day, so you are a man, bro. One twenty city. Buffalo. Be a giver. When the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, it's your, it's your giving pleasing to the Lord. Whatever you drop, is it pleasing to the Lord? What altar are you building for yourself? You must break certain things by being a giver. I will never again curse the God. You see, God's mind changed when an offering was altered on an altar. So that I pray that God will help you to build an altar. How many of you have now gotten the key? That's what the devil keeps fighting our giving us offering. And that's what the devil keeps fighting. Anytime we call for people to give, you have the money, but moving is a difficult, it's a difficult because the devil wants to keep you in that limit. It's not receiving money to you. But you realize that anytime you come to say, when you're, when you're calling for receiving, you I better say, put some mouth. Solomon was more blessed than David. Even though David was a man, a man after God's heart, the way, but the way God changed the level of Solomon, he was so dangerous. Why the guy was a giver. You see, Solomon gave God came down. Sometimes there is one thing that attracts God to you is your giving. You give and give and God is I want to know. You know, God can smell different kind of abenquine, cutting quine, cutting conto, a rare rare. I will be a living quine or chimbing quine. 
Sankwani osofu usahane na vrungu krana. Wana ubinu wa ukwane. Ukwane echo jwaz. Wana ndi. There is a way in the spirit when you give. It rises as an aroma. Lift up your hands. It rises as an aroma. Now look at it. And the Lord smelled it and he said to himself, the same God who cares the ground now says to himself, I will never again, say never again, curse the ground because of man. Even though man's inclination is evil, even though this evil is still there, but because of the sacrifice, I will overlook the evil and I will give back the blessing I gave. Now look at this. I will never again strike every living thing as I have done. So that means that sir, God is the one coming to strike it. So everything that they were doing, some businesses have been stricken by God because they don't give to God. Verse 22. Now look at the Lord. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest. That means there must, as far as there is no, listen, you will never stop giving. Seed time and harvest time, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will not cease. That means we will continually give until we die. Giving does not stop. Lift up your hands. And God, after the sacrifice, God did what? So now, God didn't just break the curse by saying, I break the curse. He had to, now, he had to replace the curse by giving a blessing. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, the same blessing he pronounced on Abraham, and said to them, yeah, after today, whatever your uncle couldn't do, your mother could not do, by your decision to sacrifice to God, I see you changing levels today. Amen. I see you breaking the limit today. Amen. Say, I receive the wisdom to give. I receive the wisdom. I receive the power to give. I receive the power to give. And God blessed them and said, and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Feel the... Was it not the same place that God pronounced on Adam? But when, when the sacrifice was raised, there was a counter-reaction. Say counter-reaction. Breath, huh? And the fear. Doctor, could you remember say, whether you like it or not, as long as I remain your shepherd, I'll break poverty. Because one friend said, many mirad at 2 a.m. So much as me baby who paranoswasa. Ah, parental frame. Poverty will make you frustrated. And the fear and the terror of you will be on every living creature on the earth. Every bird of the sky. Every creature that crosses on the ground. All the fish in the sea, they are placed under your Shabby! There is, listen, when you're not taught the power of giving, that's what you're forced to give. But after this revelation, this is how I'm for so. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. One minute you are done. God said, give them the key. If they want, let them keep the key in their pocket. Or let them open it. After today, when I call for people to give for the progress of the kingdom, you'll be the one to rush. If you don't have money, what do you give? You give your phone. No one didn't have anything. The food was sitting in the ark. That's what he gave to God. Never leave a church without dropping anything. Be a dangerous giver. Break something. Lord, I'm breaking this. My mother, I'm breaking this. I'm breaking this. I break this. I break this. Lord, I'm bre- I cannot... I- I break it. They pray, they open church. I give, I give an offer from this ministry. I give an offer from my, my father's altar. When Dr. Kodjo Bemba came, I give an offer on your behalf. 
I give an offering on behalf. So that that's what there are some strange testimonies here. Strange testimonies. How can you shoot somebody and the bullet will hit the ground? Where? For the where? There is an altar speaking that is what louder than bullets. They shoot an altar who speak. I said that now anybody who has given any offering on this altar, may the angels of God react, react, react. React. Mami Kuno, are you standing there? React, react, react. Let the angels react. Let the angels react. Shout angelic reaction. Angelic reaction. Please, when I'm preaching, don't be standing there. You're watching TV. Be active. Yes, I'll be free. I could the same way. You must be active as I'm declaring you are shouting. Now lift up your hands. The only prayer I pray that Lord give me the grace to be a man of sacrifice. Yes, Lord. Some of you, after tonight, God will lay on your heart. Bombard this for the ministry. Bombard that for the ministry. And as I'm buying the Lord, I'm raising an altar. One day, Lady Lillian, I will share a testimony with you. For 21 days, as I was the guy proposed to get to marry. They were planning to get married. Lillian fasted, I fasted with him for 21 days. And after the days, I told her to buy flowers for the church. After the prayers, do you know what happened? The guy who was proposed to somebody changed his mind to marry her. Wow. As I'm talking to you, they are married with three kids. Three. That is why people can swap things by their sacrifice. Or the envelope in the concert, it's a bit at all. If bosses can change their mind and give what belongs to others, God can also change things by your giving. Now lift up your hands. Say, Father. Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. I receive grace. I receive grace. To be a to be a beginner to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Some of you, in the name of Jesus. So I told you in the beginning that giving is a decision you must make. Nobody should force you. Some of you make men of one life. I will teach you the key. You must apply wisdom to say, now the way do, if you can't give to God, how much more will you grow? Don't struggle. Now lift up your hands. Oh, now can I declare over your week? Lift up your hands towards me. Father, I declare open heavens. Favor upon favor. Amen. Blessings upon blessings. Amen. Let any testimony you are expecting from the Lord be released to you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Lift up your hands. Let there be strange mobile money alerts. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you for listening to this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share and tell a friend about the inspiration of God. You can also follow the man of God on social media. On Facebook at Charles Nyaba. On Instagram at Charles underscore Nyaba or Nyaba Charles. May the grace of God be with you. Let faith arise